1: Today's episode of the Mind Sculptors podcast is sponsored by TCG Player, your source for all your trading card game needs. Use our link in the description the next time you get your cards to help support the show. Today's episode is also made possible by our Patreon subscribers. If you want to support the show directly, head over to patreon.com forward slash the Mind Sculptors and you can become part of the Sculpty family today. Or if you don't want to do any of that, leave a like and comment on YouTube or a review on Spotify
0: or Apple Podcasts as an offering to Algorithm Jesus.
2: Derevi, eh? Oh, you know, sometimes you got a bird, sometimes you got a wizard, you know what I'm saying? And sometimes you put them together and you get a bird wizard. Oh. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so, like, tell, tell me about this deck a little bit. Okay. We talked about this a little bit. You you took this to Welcome to Mind Sculptors. I'm your host, Callahan. Joining me is a Butfart 69 Imperial Tactician. And, uh...
2: <laughs> <laughs> You. Uh, I I do you find it funny that you don't keep these in so you could just say that i put my name as fucking anything on this thing and everyone would be like all right sure like yeah Ian did that well so so in riverside yeah so it just da- it
1: just like records your video right right it doesn't show me- it doesn't record the name onto right. the video that you download so it's like i'm the only one who can really see your name yeah. Uh, but for the, the sole observer, but yeah, I'm the sole observer. Uh, but for those people at home, Ian, every week when he comes into our Riverside room, names something but fart something or other. Yeah. And uh, has been doing that since like the second episode that you officially
2: joined. I think I've been doing it since I was just... A member of the. Was it before podcast. that? Yeah. Okay. But it's been like officially happening since every episode since I've been a, a co-host. Yes, it's been Very. happening for like six months straight though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so it's like yeah at this point, I don't even really find it funny. I just it's more of a it's more of a flex of like how many stupid names can I truly come up with? Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. more about the commitment to the bit than anything. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I think that's really it for sure. For yeah.
1: sure. Uh, but uh, our good friend Ian. Uh, uh hello. Played in Chaos Treasure Series 8? 1X. 1X, okay. Um, Which is 9 for those who
3: aren't
0: familiar with it. <laughs> oh. IX, dingus. 1X. <laughs> Fucking... no! I said what I
2: said.
1: <laughs> Alright. Well, uh, so, you played uh, Derevi Imperial Tactician, and... Uh, it's a pretty interesting deck list and you finished first going into the Swiss. So tell us about yeah. this deck a little bit. Cause I I'm sure people who the like handful of people who watch our channel, but don't watch your channel, which is like maybe three people on Spotify uh, <laughs> for those people. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, what is this deck doing and what's kind of the goal of it? And uh, it, you know, People can see it's named My Precious, so Mm -hmm. uh, tell us about this deck a little bit.
2: Yeah, so I will have a a breakdown of the tournament and a deck tech of this deck on my channel for more, like, deep deep uh, going-overs of this deck. Um, But the idea was I wanted to build a turbo The One Ring deck, um, and that's kind of what this deck is, right? So the idea is to get out The One Ring plus Derivy as fast as possible. Um, the closest database list to this version of Derevi is 34 cards different, which, if you think about like staples like an offer you can't refuse and force of right. and mana crypt, right? And then you think about things like lands, um, you start to realize that it is basically like as, as far away deck. from, yeah, that type of archetype as, as possible. Uh, so the idea is that it is like uh, akin to tempo Derevi, right? The idea is to, right. to get some sort of. Uh, value engine that you can abuse the tapping for, right? Um, and you really don't need like too too many of them, and, and and also it gets a little more complicated when you have too too many of them, right? um Because at at a certain point you start to just like have too many things you want to tap, right? Right. Too um, many cooks in the kitchen, perhaps. Right. Too many cooks putting it. Um. So at, at some point it it's just about that, and then you know, uh, it's not your your father's driver list, I and mean, we're playing like. 17 uh artifacts that are just pure artifacts not including artifact creatures right so very very much like i have, i would i would describe like for Derevi, this is a turbo drevi deck right right um but also playing like a bunch of like really quirky cards like chromatic orrery and shorakai which actually is like an mvp of the deck and stuff like that so uh yeah the original conceit was build around the one rig make it the most broken one ring deck possible uh, i actually saw the one ring like twice Deck. like if I'm being honest, or like three times uh the deck just kind of worked even without it, and um, I should have actually made top four with the deck, but I misread the board state and forgot about a dismantler and went for a safer line that I didn't have to go for and ended up throwing the game because of it so uh this oh, deck should have brought me to top four, <laughs> which is kind of crazy for a deck that's considered like hell outdated by a lot of people, um
1: yeah, I mean like a lot of people think that bant is just like. Not playable,
0: right? Yeah, exactly.
2: Like, yeah, I mean, Drev is just so inherently powerful, and like you really, really underestimate how insane it is that it gets around Commander tax and Dryadith Magistrate. Like, as good as you think that is, it's better. It's yeah, <laughs> it's so much better. Like um, in, in, a, in a Bowmasters meta, right? Which is one of the reasons why there's so few creatures in the deck, right? Right. Um, compared to so few mean, 20, creatures, 20, twenty-three creatures well, for a band deck—that's insanely low, right? Like, yeah, but the context of the format right now, right? Like, that is not a lot for these color combinations right but like green right. white decks in general are are specifically very creature heavy, right so the addition of blue is just counter spells and tempo pieces um right. but the idea is that you you basically end up in a lock where you have a deadeye and or an emil um plus your Drevi, plus one of many different combinations of things that allow you to make more mana than a cost to activate one of their abilities. um i say it like that because there's I mean, I made the deck so that there's like i think like twelve different layered ways of winning uh with that because it's not just easy the way we to like it. it right, well, it's not easy to do it at, in general right like right. it's not a clean process to just win with Derevi, right and then from there um and this kind of brings up my my one uh i i would guess like deck building mistake of the deck is i I should have been playing angels grace. it is like really easy to mess up the win lines if you're not playing angels grace interesting um, yeah so like the, the the easiest way to do it is like it also opens up instant speed win lines right so the idea is that you um so if you're you have Kinnon on board or if you're drawing your whole deck and stuff like that uh or if you've got any ways to like make that happen specifically right uh you, you flip until you get fairy mastermind play fairy mastermind have everybody draw their entire decks so you have angel's grace you have an uncountable way of happening right mm-hmm. um without angel's grace you don't really have an instant speed line you can tap everybody down but like as everybody knows who's who's seen Drevi in the past like it, it it's a little awkward Lungy. to have that uh, work yeah i mean honestly one of one of my main win conditions in the deck when i have infinite flickers is other people's Orcish Bowmasters. masters <laughs> that's funny mm-hmm. uh like like i've won uh i want to say since since playing the deck for the first time which i think is only like 9 10 games at this point uh uh maybe between like 10 and 15 games right, right. Uh, I think I've won at least 5 of those games by making infinite mana and then flickering to copy someone's masters to kill the table it, like,
1: honestly doesn't feel unreasonable to play Thassa's oracle in this deck honestly
2: I don't think you need it I'd rather play Angel's Grace and Fairy Mastermind yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: that's fair uh, definitely like it, it's definitely interesting I like this mm-hmm. deck a lot and I like to see like Bant Kind of getting mm-hmm. some like doing something different, uh, mm-hmm. which is really neat. Yeah. Uh, one of the things that I've talked about a lot on this podcast before, and I'm kind of curious how you' what was your experience with this mm-hmm. is my experience with Bant is that it generally the the colors naturally want to pull you in a certain direction, right, so it's like yeah. depending on what your main color is. Drastically shapes how the deck plays. Sure. So if you lean green, you're probably going to be playing less certain cards. If you lean blue, you're going to be pulling back on other pieces of it. Or if you lean white, you're going to be pulling back on other parts of it. And so right. there's like this inherent tension between mm-hmm. like what, how blue, I, I think the way that I generally put it is like blue wants to be on the stack. Yeah. And green generally wants to be on the, on field. the
2: field. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Or yeah. green
1: white wants to be on the stack, and green blue wants to be on the or green blue wants to be on the yeah, stack yeah. you got one I that's,
2: that's exactly it i think I think historically derevi has been a Selesnia plus blue deck, yeah, my deck is definitely a simic plus white deck right yeah. like it is pretty explicitly that um and it's it's like kind of clear when you like look through the deck and start to break it down. I'm just like uh i I think this is the deck I've been most proud of in a really long time mm-hmm. um, just because it's a deck that's existed right like it's not like the tools haven't been there to to make this build right um uh the one ring obviously changed it right it's been out for like six months now but um yeah i know i think it's just like i don't know I, like it, it, i think it is hard to feel like you truly like innovate something in cedh and i and i feel really good about what this deck feels like as far as that definition yeah. like this does not feel like anything that i've seen before so this um, build makes
1: that. me want to revisit Ard and thrasio's Mm-hmm. Specifically because what I've it's like the one Arden deck outside of Arden uh Arden Silas that I'm like, yeah. I know if I can figure it out, it would absolutely work. Mm-hmm. But it's the the thing that I've talked about a lot is the inherent tension between green white yeah, and green blue. Yeah. Yeah. And what you have here is like a really good like groundwork, I feel mm-hmm. like, for what you kind of want to do in that deck. And you almost right. have a lot of the same principles that you would be applying to in this. Mm-hmm. The only difference is is you're doing that stuff with like uh the what, what's what's called, devoted druid lines.
3: Yeah. Instead
1: yeah. of doing like some of the lines you do here. Mm-hmm. Um so it's very yeah. and then you have the, the 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 mana outlet in the command, mm-hmm. which is interesting. So
2: yeah, um, yeah. It's supposed to like the infinite mana enabler in the command which is what Ravi is. Right?
1: Yeah. Um but yeah, no, I think this is really cool. I like the direction you went with this and was glad to see you do well on set. Thanks. Um,
2: yeah, no, like I was very happy to take the deck. Uh, I did not expect to end the the Swiss in first spot. With, right. Like, that, was, that was very surprising for me. Not that like, like, yeah, I just think like the deck is like solid and it overperformed in my opinion um, and makes me want to like, Working on it, right? Like, I definitely work on decks and like do decently with them. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that was like a fun gimmick, right? Whereas this is like, oh, like this, this is, this feels like it has legs. Yeah. I think Derevi's activated ability specifically is like, I mean, actually, just everything, every piece of text on Derevi is mega Except for the deficits of the colors. Yeah, for sure. Like, I think that's exactly it.
0: Yeah. I would 100% agree with that.
1: Mm -hmm. Uh, it's probably one of the cards that I know I'm on flush duplicate right now, but mm-hmm. Derevi is like everybody who's ever played with it in a casual setting can tell you how much they hate it. Everybody oh, who, yeah, yeah, like the card is just inherently broken. And I think that it's very, I like that we're seeing some of these commanders that, uh, maybe you don't think of are like obviously like. They don't have the obvious wins, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. You know what I mean. Like the, yeah, the blue mean, black think, decks have a really easy yeah, time with it, or the blue yeah, red yeah, decks yeah, yeah. have a really easy time with it. Well,
2: right, and that was a big part of the deck building process for me. Is like I, I've gotten a couple of questions already about some of the inclusions and stuff like that for this deck. Where it was like I knew the problem going into this deck was Derevi having trouble winning the game, right? Right. So like from that very moment, I was like, all right, we we're setting up the synergies to be able to draw a ridiculous amount of cards as soon as possible, right? But then everything else I'm focusing on is like, I'll fit my interaction pieces in here, I'll fit my staples in here, but I want to make sure I can actually win the game, right? Which is why, you know, I'm making the choice to play very silly cards like Chromatic Orrery, right? Because mm-hmm. like at the end of the day, it makes a lot of the stupid math, a lot of the puzzling, a lot of stuff like that. It just, it stops it, you know? Right. Then if your mana flooded, it actually converts to card draw too.
1: That's, that's one of the things where I think that we're starting to see, I think Kinnon really kind of brought this to light where we started to see maybe the lean package of like, oh, these expensive cards aren't as, you know, playable. And then we've gotten cards like Chromaticory, where I've started to see that popping up in like a more deck list now. Right. Um, maybe not as frequently as a thing like Holebreaker Horror, but I think those types of cards we're starting to realize that there's a little bit more utility to those than we give have given them credence. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, well, congratulations. Good to see you <laughs> do well. Uh, today we are wanting to talk about you specifically. We're very interested in talking about the 14th doctor from the uh, doctor who secret lair. Yeah. And, uh, is very very cool uh art. Uh we yeah, now we, have david Tennant on two magic cards. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh double,
2: double David all the time. Now yeah. I so yeah, I I I guess my like starting off point here is like why is this an episode, right? Right. Um and to me I was like, "Oh cool. We did an entire set review on Doctor Who, right? Uh mm-hmm. and now here we are. Uh, what a month and a half later maybe two months later right uh, Yeah, and here comes two of the best uh, basically like doctor companion combos uh, Mm. that have been printed uh, in the secret layer which is frustrating vaguely vaguely upsetting uh, from a from just like a player perspective right the idea that you can be like oh I'm so excited to buy all these doctor who cards and it's like Mm -hmm. But also, uh, I can't believe I bought all four of these commander decks, and now I have to spend another fifty-ish dollars to acquire these other two. Right? So, like, not yeah. not a not a big fan of of that. I think it's that's not super little, consumer
1: friendly, which is kind it's of a little
2: insulting to the player base. If I'm being honest, yeah. um, you know, I, I have no problem uh, calling wizards out when they.
1: Little, oh, but ian little, you're a you're a, a i
2: know i'm a very ambassador sh- aren't yeah, yeah. you or don't
1: you, you know, like suckle on their teeth?
2: yeah i know that's <laughs> the thing but this is a, this is kind of one of the big issues like i love secret like genuinely i, I love secret this product as soon as i got a, a chance to like work on some of the Secret Anniversary stuff i literally was like emailing the wizards <laughs> rep to be like hi like i actually really want to work on this project i really like secret layer i'm at the point in my cdh career where like i'm not buying a ton of cards but secret layer for me is like one of those things that allows you to have in- expression with your decks right like it right. allows you to have cards that you enjoy nice arts fun stuff right so when they're using it for stuff like this it disappoints me. because yeah. it feels like this doesn't send the message that people like me really like about secret Lair. like this isn't about individualized creativity this is about like they and and i think also a part of this is to be fair is the fact that they released this upon releasing the special which right. wasn't out by the time the commander decks were out. So, like, I, I think maybe we can cut them a bit of slack as far as that's concerned. Yeah, I think this was, this was a timed release kind of thing. I just wish the mechanics... Well, I don't know. It's, it's hard to say, right? Because like this is very clearly the words of the 14th Doctor. Right? Like, this is canonically, it makes a lot of sense. It just It, it, it sucks timing-wise, you know? In
1: my opinion, I would have rather have had this in the main set, in the set drop around Christmas time, instead of having the mix. exactly like i i think that would have been the better scenario because i don't know that have because now we have like this like they've had this consistent drop schedule right and now there's just this weird like everybody's talked about this there's this weird gap in the year now where Mm -hmm. we're all just kind of like well raftica remastered isn't out yet uh
2: oh what's happening (laughs) yeah
1: but we have all the spoilers for that, and this
2: set's not yeah. out
1: yet, so I guess we're just and, sitting I mean, here.
2: Like, and we're getting like murder spoilers, which doesn't come out to like February, February or something yeah. like that. Like, wha-
1: it's bizarre. It, it it does feel bizarre. I, I agree with you. But um, this is a cool card. Yeah. Uh, so, we, so when I read has card. been DMing us about yeah. this card. We're in a group chat mm-hmm. with Phoenix, mm-hmm. and he just yeah spam texts us about this card, like, for hours.
2: Right. So I, I I will say, um I had, was thinking about this card uh when I first saw it, right? Mm-hmm. Um and I was like, okay, like and I just sort of forgot about the main mechanic of this set, <laughs> yeah, which was the Doctor's Companion thing, right? Right. Um so I was like, yeah, okay, like this card's kind of mid, like it's four colors, sure, whatever. And not realizing that this is the best companion enabler of any of the doctor sprinted so far. Right. Yep. Um, because what this does is at minimum, uh, this is a four color outlet in the command zone um, right. because you have, if you cast it infinitely, right. You basically have to play like a dead card in your deck. Right. Um, which the specific dead card they fixed. Uh,
0: or did they, wait
2: no no because you have to play uh one of the doctors oh yeah yeah, you play the food chain doctor that's right right yeah yeah, which is the third doctor um yeah so that's that's your dead card in the deck is your you play your food chain doctor um you recast the 14th doctor until you dig through your deck and put the the third doctor into the graveyard um and what this gives you is at minimum four colors in the command zone right so the 14th doctor plus any sort of doctors right so there is Mm -hmm. one uh one i guess i'll say one and a half um black companions right so we have the viler turlow thing um mm-hmm. which is kind of uh mediocre if i'm being honest I, yeah I think it's pretty rough um do you do you want to pull them up on screen well yeah I, I just went right to the the good one oh yeah and then there's clara right which is the the one that doesn't really work with this commander right um i what guess does.
0: like
2: it, yeah i mean you you dig 28 deep and then yeah. like <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't yeah. add a whole lot but right this is kind of the idea there right so that's that's um that's sort of the the concept with this one right uh so what is this an infinite mana outlet for right so it's a it's a food chain outlet right you get to cast the 14th doctor over and over again and right so the thing with clara is that you can make her any color right so, so you, you can, have can I make color. her black Yeah, so you either play Viler because you want a neoform or Eldritch Evolution it, or you play Clara because you want a neoform Eldritch. Really doesn't matter. I mean, I will say if you play Clara, you can neoform and Eldritch her into a Holebreaker Horror, which then allows you to go off at the Fourteenth Doctor. But like, I've heard of worse things to do, (laughs) you know. Um, so that's a five color deck right there, right? So now we have a five color deck with a food chain outlet in the command zone. Uh, it's. You have to play one worse card than the first liver right uh you can play uh you can play your team or saber tooth lines you can't Mm -hmm. play emil dockside because uh the dig 14 cards deep part is a cast trigger right so um oh wait but you just have it
1: enter
0: as a clue or you You can can enter as once you get the third doc doctor it doesn't matter you, replacement effects don't allow you to because because it'll return to the it zone right? as a copy. So it would
1: see the third doctor in the graveyard.
2: Well, that's not the point. My uh, point is the fact that, um, well, th- there is something. There's a problem with that too. But let, let's talk okay. about it second, right? Um, but the, it's the fact that you cast it once. Say it's not in the in the top 14 cards of your library. Right? Mm-hmm. With a meal side, I don't think you can you can get it
0: back in the command zone. Right? uh because when you exile yeah, it's just raw yeah
2: yeah because i'm saying because like without because it's not like you can choose to replace it and put it back in the command zone with the meals ability right because it's tied to one static thing that returns it to the field. right so okay so that's this is that's that's the problem with it right so if it's not in the top 14 cards you can't do a meal dioxide right which which yeah. kind of makes this a little bit worse um for that aspect of it uh yeah sorry about the semantics there, audience um but <laughs> it is it is quite relevant so you can team red you can um lord dragus you can Gladstone curio you can uh baron master wizard right you can do all or meticulous excavation right all all of the standard dockside loot um except for a meal right so like 95 percent of them that's not bad right mm-hmm. um you can uh yeah i guess you can like to too that's no, you can't do that. No, because, you can't do any of the flicker stuff. Yeah, I mean, the flicker stuff doesn't work, right? So, okay, that that's c- covered canonically. If that, that That is the stuff that does not work, right? Yep. Um, But then you have a five-color deck with uh, infinite mana outlet, and it's like, the question is, is this better than the first sliver? Um, I don't know that that's the case. I think you have to play one worse card, right?
0: Um, That's, like, it's an interesting
2: predicament. I will say it wins a little cleaner. First sliver in some sense right um but I the other problem something we've learned yeah. recently just yeah. in general is
1: that these worse commanders than the first sliver end up just being cleaner wins than the first sliver like yeah. we, we kind yeah, of that, you know, talked about was, that yeah. with uh what was it tiamat where mm-hmm. you know for people who yeah. haven't seen your uh, deck tech on yeah. tiamat is tiamat really is a very clean chain outlet in the command zone whereas uh, not that the first sliver isn't but it's just like you play a lot of it it lacks an identity and it's just like if you're going to play five color low to the ground food chain like that why aren't you playing a deck that has uh, either better advantage in the command zone or playing a deck that has more like of an identity, I guess. Mm-hmm. And so that's 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 kind of been my experience with the first liver is seeing how it's just yeah. like, oh, this deck is just like milk toast.
2: Yeah, amorph is five color blob for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, I will also say, like, if the whole breaker horror stuff appeals to you, if if you like the neoform Elder evolution type stuff, definitely making this more of a creature based right. um boot chain deck is kind of uh, attractive for this list, right? Like the, the idea that you can get your whole breakers out and that's that's suddenly a win con for this deck is like it definitely something i mean you can always do that in the first sliver too right but like mm-hmm. you don't you can't neoform it right like like right? right so that's something to think about um another combination that i think is a little more relevant um actually than the five color one is the 14th doctor plus K nine, because that with what open with the K nine companion oh K canine which is yeah. the one drop right Cause that starts to be like, okay, now I'm seeing like a competitive reason to play this four color food chain option. And it's, the answer is I have a one drop in the command zone, uh, that turns on my fierce guardian and my mox ambers and my mox opals and my, you know, X Springleaf drums and like all of these cards, right? So like now I'm starting to see like, okay, here is kind of where I'm attracted to this card as a brewing option a little mm-hmm. bit more than some of the other ones mentioned right, right. so you still play the one bad card in the deck right which is fine right but i'm not really butthurt about it um <laughs> but i think it creates a lot of interesting opportunities as a four color deck right so it doesn't grind like a thrasio deck right right but in the sense that it unlike yoshimaru and rog and francisco uh the the uh, it's a four color option that has like a cheap commander that you're, you know, you don't mind being expendable. Right. You
1: know what it reminds me of? If I'm being honest is it makes me think of a Traxa. If a Traxa's co- if a Traxa as itself was lower yeah. to the ground.
0: Yeah, because you get the I same advantage appreciate.
1: of having the win in the command zone while right. also having the low yeah. mana value like right. things that turn on your cards in the command zone right. as right well.
2: right and i kind of like a, a part of me really likes this option as like so so for example there's been a lot of these like thrasios um akiri breach decks that have been around right, right? um and to me this is pretty attractive because you can then suddenly have like your four color sans black rock rack in k9 Mm-hmm. um like once again i think turning on mox opal is actually really huge right yeah. like like you need one more artifact to turn on mox opal. it turns on mox amber it turns on fierce it turns on deflecting mm-hmm. um and i guess the other two that aren't relevant but like yeah you don't have black for sure like like it, it's it, it what you mean you sure. don't
1: want to play obscuring haze
2: yeah yeah my bad <laughs> uh but i think canines actually like Kind of real, and the fact that you can have K nine plus a four color shell around it right. is actually really cute and really powerful. Maybe I think
1: adding uh, the the fourth color is what makes yeah. it attractive because I right, think when we right. were looking think, at it yeah. at three color, I am like,
2: yeah, yeah, eh, yeah, for sure. That's exactly where I was it's at. It's a with little more it compelling
1: like, at five, four colors.
2: Yes, yes. Uh, so I I really think as a low to the ground underworld breach style food chain deck, right? Mm-hmm. Like really efficient stuff. You are playing like. 24 lands i'm talking about like you know like savine's reclamation intuition lines you're playing tinder walls and, and all of all of the early jam it stuff plus you get food chain plus you get uh sans emil dock sideline right? right so like now, now i'm starting to be like okay like that that actually feels like a real reason to be playing the 14th doctor as as a card over other options that are available whereas the five color one Kind of like half sells me on like, oh, yeah, you can do some. Yeah, clears stuff. Their, that clears there. It doesn't really stuff. add a ton. Right. Right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, so the, yeah, the K9 14th doctor stuff is is definitely the most appealing. Sure. Yeah,
0: it's interesting. I wonder how
1: you would, if this is just similar enough to Omnath. um Because I like four color Omnath as a very similar deck as well. um. Mm. Cause I think, I, I think that deck also, uh, I know Sage hasn't done much with it in a minute, yeah. but that's like the deck that I'm like, feels the most like attracts
2: adjacent as far as that makes sense. And this is, this is why I like this version of it specifically yeah. because every time I go to build four color Omneth, I go, Oh, the command zone is mostly dead. Yeah. because the speed of the format right now you cannot afford to pay jelly beans mana cost you cannot like it is just not a viable option and even then you draw a single card from it and then you have to play a four color card and then wait till the next turn to maybe play a fetch crack it gets mana right and mm-hmm. that's like i i've done enough testing with the with variations of that list because i find it to be a very intriguing card right right um, so I've, I've done a lot of like looking into it and well, it just, i seen it in other, other
1: formats. Like it's a cle- it's very yeah. clearly strong. Right.
2: Right. Right. And, and so, you know, I've looked at it from that perspective for CDH and it's like, yeah, it's, it's basically a bad Kenrith a lot of the time. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, um, unfortunately. Right. Uh, so pivoting off of that idea, right. Like here, now we have this like, okay, like the early enabling is like, I, I think like i can't stress enough how huge that is right like all of your stuff being on early like turning on sacrifice effects turning on commander effects like all of those things being able to come down and once again playing like a 24 land breach deck in these colors mm-hmm. is like a- actually kind of viable and i i genuinely think i could be very convinced that we will see this top 16 that combination specifically yeah um well if somebody builds it yes yeah yeah so yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm probably going to mess around with this combo for sure. Yeah. Um the biggest downside for me, right? Mm-hmm. It, it, the 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 thing that I can see going awry the most, right? Um, is if you end up in like a scenario where you make infinite mana, right? Mm-hmm. Uh you go through emil doxide, right? Or not Emil? sorry, uh we just covered that doesn't chain uh, Yeah, but infinite uh, mana. You made food chain. Perfect. Um, you made food chain. You go, okay, now I'm going to cast the 14th Doctor, right? Um, your opponent now has this opportunity. I, I, well, actually, here, here's the scenario, right? I, I cast the 14th Doctor. I'm going to go through my library. I go through, I go through, I go through. Okay, here, I found the third Doctor. I put it in my graveyard, right?
3: Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: I'm going to cast, exile the 14th Doctor, and going to cast it again. Mm-hmm. I get hit with a silence.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: now half of my deck
0: doesn't
2: <laughs> right so for for context because because the 14th doctor has the stipulation that uh it only allows it to become a copy of a doctor in your graveyard that was put there from your library this turn right so if one of your doctors hits the graveyard or or, or specifically your one outlet supposedly and this is kind of the argument to maybe look at playing two, but then the second one or, or all the other ones don't work with food chain. Yeah. Lame. I um, think or, I don't know if all of them don't work with food chain. Let me I actually will have to check that.
1: Um I think that might be the biggest like hesitation I have with it. Yeah. Is when I see how easily it is to get just I think the biggest downside to it is when you look at, like, uh, like let me, like, look at, uh, what's it called? <laughs> Tiamat. We just, we, yep. you just brewed that deck, right? Yeah. And we look at that as a food chain deck. It's a deck that uh, when your breach line or whatever line you're on doesn't work, it's a big right. deal. I have this other line that works on a different right. axis in the command zone or over here. The big and yeah. in, in most, most food chain decks operate that way, right? Where you have, uh, you know, Atraxa works, everything's out of the zone, all that stuff. You have uh, even Omnath, where once your graveyard, like, it doesn't matter if your graveyard is, you know, gone. Uh, this is one of those things where, like, a single piece of grave disruption
0: also just completely you know pulls you to a complete halt yeah that too right and it doesn't help that the brief lines also get hit by that Yep, too, right yeah that part's very valid
1: I, I think that's my um, only hesitation uh,
2: okay so actually you can also play the 8th doctor I will say because um, the 8th doctor ETB mill 3 uh, once during each of your turns you may play a historic land or cast a historic permanent spell from your graveyard so you can recast the third doctor uh out of your oh no because then
0: it doesn't work with food still right because you cast out of your graveyard then
2: you exile it but it's not your command. yeah yeah okay i love that this has happened multiple times during this show where we're it's like yeah okay. you know, figure it out on the fly and see if it works on this fine we uh,
1: didn't plan this episode the the mind sculptors holiday christmas holiday bonanza yeah 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 uh this was very much. Uh, you texted me earlier today. It's like, hey, you still stolen to record? Yeah,
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. Um, okay, so like that's th- that is the biggest downside I see of this deck. Like, yeah. I-, I think the deck is actually kind of real. Mm-hmm. Uh, the K nine fourteen. Um, I think that the biggest downside is for sure that uh, this is definitely a reason to like play your Nox revivals and stuff like that, right? Because um, I- that's a card I've been like kind of uh, low on as of a- as. A- Mm -hmm. Uh, but in this deck specifically being able to put that back in the library very good for what you're doing um i will say the you're right the the graveyard hate thing does matter i will say we're also in green white which is like two of the colors that give graveyard hate the biggest bird in the entire world right so
1: (laughs) that's true but the issue is is that your win lines both are graveyard like centric in, yes. a, in a non-black, no, I, I,
0: I agree. Yeah, yeah. Like
1: in a non-black deck i think that's a little awkward um yeah but i mean i don't think that's a reason not to play it i just think that's a like uh,
2: yeah. well it doesn't get stopped by graph diggers which is interesting correct. yeah so that that is worth noting yeah. um it, it's really only rest in peace which i uh, knock on wood, haven't seen anyone actually play in a serious match. And well, or you,
1: you know what? <laughs> let's let's be real here. Dothy Voidwalker just oh Daphne, yeah, that's know, a good one. bends yes, you over backwards, right? Yes. Like
2: much much more relevant example. Um, but yes, that's why you play your Soul Partition stuff.
1: Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's my only concern is yeah. I think that you no, think, it's think it's a very
2: like, valid and real concern for sure. Like,
1: like the silence and the the grave hate stuff is the the yeah. two things where I go, ooh, uh. Because I don't feel like other food chain decks get hit that same way by like they get hit by the silence, but they can restart. Right. Yeah. This
0: feels like a deck
3: where you
2: have to play Time Twister. Um, Uh, I don't know. That's true. Right. You have like Endurance and Eternal Witness and all all those You have to play
1: an amount of things that put stuff back in your graveyard. Sure.
2: Sure, but I think uh, a lot of decks nowadays are, are getting away with that, right? Like, My Derivy lives, doesn't play Time Twister. Dominic or Therassios, I don't play Time Twister. Right? Like, all those decks are, like, playing EWIT and stuff like that anyways, yeah. right? So you, you already sort of have, like, Sabertooth and things like that yeah. to be able to, to bop off of them. That's fair.
0: Yeah. Fair enough.
2: But yeah, I, I genuinely think this combo is, is pretty real, um, even with the downsides that we've illustrated. I think the five-color option is considerably less real um
1: I, I don't think it's that exciting
2: i think team yeah, yeah.
0: very like more interesting
2: yeah i i would agree
0: i would agree. um i also want to talk
2: while we're transitioning out of this i, I think yep. you know we've sort of i think we highlighted the highs and lows yeah this, i think so combo enough um the other card in that drop that's that's very relevant is rose noble right mm-hmm. which is our, our new doctor's companion uh, and this is one of the reasons I was kind of like bitching about this combo, right? Is that like, this is two of the best doctor slash partner combos yep. that have come out, right? Because Rose is a fantastic Dockside outlet and infinite mana outlet and food chain outlet, right? Right. Uh, so for all the things we just mentioned, just, uh, I mean, it's war two, two, three, for Three in a blue. Uh, whenever you cast doctor spell or a creature with Doctor's companion, you draw a card, right? So Say you have food chain, you just play Rose first, then you play your doctor over and over and over and over and over again, draw your entire deck. You have dockside lines, you make infinite mana, uh, you play your baron, your team or sabretooth, any of those things, play them over and over and over and over and over again. You draw your entire deck, right? So now all of the doctors that don't have blue in their identity, um, there was one that had uh investigate, there was a companion that had yeah. investigate on ETB, which is like. A little bit worse, right? That's that's definitely a different type of deck. Um, whereas this one is like, okay, now we get food chain lines, we get dockside lines, like now holebreaker horror lines too, right? So like right. these are all. I guess the other one works, with but like this is this is all of those in one package, right? So I know a lot of people were looking at like the war doctor as a potential yep. uh, deck, doing a lot of like crazy exile and you know uh, phase out stuff, right? But and I, I just think that deck's a lot more viable when it has a. Companion that actually supports that, right. right? Like it actually goes to win the game, right? right? So, like, Jeskai War Doctor, I think, is actually pretty cool. Um, let's see what other I mean, even like any of the other doctors, I think, are, are actually pretty interesting with this as the backup. Now, a number of them do have blue already, right? The War Doctor is one of the very few that doesn't have mm-hmm. any, which makes sense, all of the right, but uh yeah I think for for the war doctor specifically, this was probably the best one to come out and then I guess like any of the other ones that you're kind of interested in don't have fantastic outlets, right so any of these other ones that you think like maybe have a viable effect, like for example the um the fifth doctor, which is just like a seedborn muse right like now it also has an outlet in the command zone too right right so you know uh the interesting stuff like um I don't know how much like blue white Infinite mana or infinite flicker yeah. outlet plus Seaborn use <laughs> is for a Nazorius deck, but like it's something that we now have the ability to explore, right? Yeah. Like which we didn't have before. So um I think it's all pretty interesting.
1: Yeah, it's all it's all interesting. I I think the the biggest issue that I end up having with these is yeah. that they're Doctor Who cards, and I know that sounds like yeah, like a listen, I know there are going to be people who feel this way next year with Marvel. Like I get it. I understand. Mm -hmm. Like I'm not dogging on these cards. It's mostly for me. It's like really hard to like get excited about it because it's just like not a thing that I vibe with. Um, So it's just like all of these cards. I'm just kind of like, yep, you can do that. Mm -hmm. I want my high fantasy stuff, please. Uh, Yeah. Yeah.
2: And that's, I mean, that is definitely like, it, that's not the hot take. A lot of people have that, right? Yeah. Um, it is what it is. I think that's, that's just kind of the, the thing with universes beyond nowadays, right? I don't think you know, it's, it's a bad, bit, like,
1: bit bad thing at yeah. all. Like not everything yeah. has to be like tailored for me, right? Yeah. Uh,
2: and I think there's a lot of people who have I've noticed, like, so, so I did a poll for my deck for this tournament, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and by point, or no, like one percentage point, uh the turbo one ring deck beat a doctor who partner combination mm-hmm. right like so there's definitely a thirst for this type of combination out there right people are definitely looking for these commanders right i had, even people commenting like hey i know this this just lost the poll barely but do you have the combination you're thinking of and one of the reasons i didn't pivot to that was because i was like oh hey these the best versions of these aren't printed yet i'm going to wait till those are legal right
1: right yeah i mean
0: that makes sense yeah. to me
2: yeah
0: so you know all
2: of that being said, uh I think it's really interesting that these these very powerful ones have come out, where we already sort of covered the downside of of the fact that they have come out now um comparatively right right uh, but the upside is that we get some new new cool decks i uh, i think, and I think they're, they're,
1: they' they're genuinely cool too like yeah, I, I think yeah. that that what they do is like very unique, yeah and uh like I think it brings like a good flavor to. format yeah yeah
2: like i think k9 and 14th doctor specifically are like ones i'm really really excited about Uh, in this combination i know i sort of mentioned it but like that is one that i feel motivation to like get off this call and go build right like that is yeah something i can't say about every commander we talk about on here right? right um so so that's that is at least appealing to me but yeah i mean like you know part of that problem is is going through the thing we talked about which is like okay. I have to remember <laughs> that uh, I uh, silence will just ruin, me. Just <laughs> right? Like it, ruined, a well-timed yeah. silence for my opponent, right? Um, now, on the other hand, we're in the same colors as Ranger Captain Silence, Grand Evolution Kuzu, right? So, like, a little mm-hmm. column A, a little column B. You right. know what I mean?
1: So. <laughs> yeah, like it's it's stuff that you can deal with, right? So it's like yeah. not the end of the world. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I'll, I'll tell you, uh, I am meanwhile heavily considering taking this to Cincinnati
2: that's your just guy crumb list and yeah, yeah.
1: Crom, uh oh Arden and yeah, yep yep just because i like i just really believe in this deck and i just really yeah. need to spend time playing it and like I, I think tivet is just like it's really good and it's
3: i i need to play something spicy ian i need to yeah, play yeah, something yeah.
1: spicy i need to play play a cow classic Uh, that that's kind of what I'm thinking about, and and there's also like a lot of new cool things too that I can do. Uh, that's pretty neat. The the new lines that are opened up because of Forge New is really exciting. Mm -hmm. But well, what are your uh, plans for Christmas, my friend?
2: Oh, I am I'm jingling, I'm belling. You're jingling, you're jangling. Yeah, yeah, all the way. Um no i'm seeing family uh and uh spend some spend some time around here spend some time
0: back home all that stuff
3: yeah awesome
0: and
2: then cincinnati and then we do cincinnati Cincinnati. yeah i don't know that's that is my next tournament i guess unless i did the lotus qualifier at the end of the month which i'm not yeah sure is it you know here's my question and i think this is a good question to ask Mm -hmm. while we have an audience here when is the 14th doctor legal that's a very good
0: question, right? Like, I think, like, that. that's my biggest issue with secret lair, like,
1: direct to secret lair cards, right? Is when they are legal to play is, like, a giant question mark. Because, you know, when are they legal to play in commander? Well, the commander committee, you know, per them, it's when you have them. Yeah. Right? Uh, it was just when you have them for for secret layer cards that are um like straight to secret layer. They did that for Walking Dead, and because remember, like those didn't have a pre release, right? These are effectively right. the Walking Dead all over again.
0: Yes, right. Not to not to
2: trigger our entire audience, but no, it's it's okay. I'm just like genuinely. Like this is very interesting because I'm I I am like Googling it now and I don't have an official uh oh okay, here we go. For article for twenty twenty. Commander rules committee addresses the legality of secret lair X to walking dead. Okay. Mm-hmm.
3: Uh,
0: uh. no, this
3: is
2: not about the this is this was a public statement about them not banning those cards. cards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh,
1: uh, uh, come on. That, that was a fun thing when people were like, ban these cards that they printed. Um, I'm sure people in our comments will be super responsible and not talk about that at all. Uh,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let me, I actually, let me, let me, that's so
1: interesting. Let me ask you this. Yeah. Before we go, before we go, um, you know, Christmas, it is Christmas Day yeah. uh, when this releases. So, what is your Christmas wish for CEDH, Ian?
2: um i i mean honestly i'm i'm not I, i'm definitely a kind of player who likes to take the format as is mm-hmm. roll with the punches all of that stuff mm-hmm. um i would prefer a cedh without orcs that would be my your christmas I, witch i i genuinely it's not that i think the card is overtly powerful i just think it's game warping and it's boring it is incredibly boring. And the first person to get a bow masters warps the game drastically. And then Mm -hmm. this second person to get a clone controls their bow masters for a long period of time Mm -hmm. until, and like, this is just what the tournament scene looks like right now. And I'm so bored of it. You don't think that's fun? No, (laughs) I don't. I don't think it's fun at all. And it's like, I, once again, I love being tournament grinder. I love doing all this stuff. And I'm aware that there are upsides and downsides when it comes to competitive format, but like that card specifically, Come again. Like, please, please, let's let's figure out something. Yeah. And if it never gets banned, I will I will be a big boy and, and continue to it, sleep right? at night. Yeah, I'll I'll be okay. Right. Like it's not like I'm not one of those people who is gonna go on and playing with power video that has bow masters and be like, ban this card. I can't believe you played a bow masters game, right? But like <laughs> what I what I will do is look at the card and go, man, just like can you not? <laughs> like, can you please not? Yeah i don't know could you play anything else Uh, it's just like it's it's for it's not it's not a matter of like being too strong it's just for meta diversity it just it drastically warps the meta in one way and i'm not saying i want stacks back i just want to not have to worry about like this card just like ruining one ones forever like like just making green a less slightly better color yeah like like The reason Derevi worked is because it was trivial to kill Derevi because it just came back. You know what right. I mean? Like all the other, or, or in like the reason it's trivial to kill Kinnon is it cost two and then it costs four and then it costs six. And guess what? Kinnon can do that. Right. right. And then the other green decks in the format, if you noticed, are Attracta, which is a 7-7, and uh, Quiet otherwise. Right. Like, yeah. <laughs> so I just, I just genuinely think like it's, it's just a disappointing effect on the format. And, uh, you know, as I said, it's not. It's not going to ruin my love for this game. I love it too much way, way too much for that. Right. It's right. just something I wish was not there. Yeah. Um, and it's so easy to play bad. It's so easy to mess up this card because you are making, you know, between five to 30 micro decisions every turn yep. with this card. Right. Yeah. Uh, which drastically affects the table you know you draw one you put a ping on someone's commander they're like oh well i was gonna draw another card to help deal with the problem but now you're gonna kill my commanders so no, i don't want to draw the card and oh that person won because i didn't draw my counter counterspell and it's like uh, that stuff mm-hmm. is just so easy to happen i'm not saying it's like every single game once again it, but it, it just it's it's very easy for those things to accidentally come up right, right. and that's just that's not what i love in the format
1: well, man, I I think that sounds like the best, most engaging magic I could possibly play. What are you talking about? <laughs> um, no, I, I, I totally agree. Um, yeah. I uh, My Christmas wish would be uh, to, man, I, I tell you, I would really like Golos to be unbanned really deeply uh, <laughs> or Paradox oh, Engine. Just, yeah, there's so know. many
2: cards that I would love for a CDH for unbanned. Like oh, yeah. Gifts Ungiven? Why is that even still on there, right? like even from a casual perspective,
1: I still don't think it needs banned, but that's a, I could do a whole podcast on the cards that don't need band that yeah. are on the band list. Um, yeah, but, uh, maybe look out for that in 2020. Uh, but, uh, or 2024, but, uh, no, I, I just, I think that Golos is the type of deck that I wish, or the type of commander that I wish was around, uh, you know, I I like to play five color like artifact decks and it was a really cool commander. And then to lose that commander because people didn't
2: weren't creative with how they built land decks is. Every annoying casual commander makes a great CEDH commander for meta diversity. Uh Golos, Derevi, Grand Arbiter. uh, Let's see what else. Uh, uh, Horvold, Hullen. Atraxa, right? Like all of these, uh, they're like we would love to see these cards in Cedh, right? I think, and we do. What, love to see them I think the answer
1: is stop playing them in casual spaces.
0: They're not yeah. casual <laughs> cards, guys. Yeah,
2: yeah. Like, for sure. I, I,
1: I, I, I don't want to rant, but
0: <laughs> I don't know if you can canonically say that you don't want to rant. <laughs> well,
1: okay. So the thing is, there are so many times when I'm playing like a casual game. People are playing like fucking fetch lands in mana crypts, mox diamonds. And I'm just like, why are you playing a bad CEDH deck? Like, it's this is like, if we're going to play powerful like this, then let's fucking do it. And I would have brought my CEDH deck to the table. But if we're going to play watered down, like if we're going to play casual, then let's play casually and let's not like turbo stuff out, right? You know, I've never seen yep. anybody play a Mox Diamond and be like, oh, no, it's fair. Like, the only time I've ever seen that is, like, in a Titania deck. And that's just because it, like, discards a land to, to, for Titania. And it's like, okay, yep. sure. But, like, I just, there's so many times when I see people build these decks where I'm just, like, it just feels like people are playing bad competitive mm-hmm. decks. And I just just play, just play competitive. Like, honestly, those are... People that drive me nuts because they ruin the rest of the format for everybody. Um uh, take express, but, uh, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, uh, bring, bring back bolos or paradox engine either works. Uh, I would deeply love paradox engine to come back, but you know,
2: <laughs> this, this might be a screaming into the void kind of thing, you know? Yeah, that's fine. It's my void. <laughs> <laughs> It's my void and I'm going to yell into it now.
1: <laughs> uh, well, next week to start off the new year, we will have Orion from Playing With Power to mm-hmm. do the official, the definitive 2023 tier list. Uh, well, I guess we're not doing a tier list. I guess we're doing the definitive power rank. Um, mm. The definitive the power,
0: 2023 the power,
2: power tier rank, rank
0: list.
1: Yes uh so ryan will be joining us which is really exciting uh i we kind of didn't do the annual tier list this year because we started doing the power rankings every month so uh to uh in order to kind of replace that we're having ryan join so that'll be exciting uh ian where can people find you for coaching and all
2: that
0: hello everybody my name
2: uh, you can find me over youtube.com slash comedian mtg for all of my uh, tournament based content specifically. Uh, you can, yeah, find the deck tech of the derivative deck we talked about, which will go into more detail, as well as it should be a combination deck tech slash round breakdown from that recent tournament, um, as well as probably a breakdown of the tournament itself. Doing busy stuff last week or this week, whenever you see this, who cares? Uh, <laughs> But yeah, you can also find me over at uh, ComedianMTG at gmail.com. You can find me on Discord and Twitter. Discord at Comedian underscore MTG or um, at ComedianMTG on Twitter. DM me at any of those places and uh, yeah, ask about CEDH coaching. I'll get the details about that. Um, it's really fun and and uh, surprisingly active during the holidays, which I really appreciate because honestly, the tournament scene is still going all the time, which yep. is sick. Like we, the, the Lotus Qualifier online events are like, at the end of the month between Christmas and New Year's. You know what I mean? Like that's stuff awesome. is still happening, right? So that's sick. And then we have Cincinnati right after that. So DDh is not stopping. No one's taking a break. So, um, you know, kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: yeah. And if you want to support both of us and uh, support the show, you can head on over to patreon.com forward slash mine sculptors. Uh, you can also use our TCG player link in the description mm-hmm. to help support the show uh, when you are buying your Orkish Orcish, Orcish Bowman. Like if you're gonna play Orcish Bowmasters in terrorized Ian, the least you could do is you are use our TCG player link and guess, uh I you know give yeah, us yeah. something in return for that.
2: Just like like a little
1: bit. Just a little, just a little bit. bit. It's not much. It's just a little, you know, just a little, just a little just, just a wee bit. Just a little Toby. <laughs> <Kobe>. Uh <laughs> uh just a little a uh, little bit. Uh so thank you all for, for that. And uh Ian, I i ha- have to ask. Yeah. Uh do you support troops?
2: Is that a bojack reference? What's no, that thing right like, here?
1: You know, like because I heard there's a Marine who uh This is
2: John Cena, are you John Cena? <laughs> and his name is John Cena! <laughs> This is Mind Stupters.
1: We'll see you next year.
2: <laughs> bye.
1: bye